Hi, I'm Jamie Ananda McConaughey. Welcome to the Tantric Life Podcast, where we explore all things Tantra as a way of living a balanced life, integrating health, sex, love and spirituality for deeper inner peace. Hello and welcome Divine Friends. And today I'm going to be talking about this topic which is really fundamental to spiritual life and that is the question who am I and particularly I'm going to be looking at a tantric approach to knowing your complete self and I use that term your complete self because I the reason I want to talk about this topic is because uh, in, in some schools of thought in spiritual in spirituality, there's this approach or this idea that the true self is somehow separate from the body and the physical world and everyday reality. And this is an approach which uh, I myself I recognise that for many years I had this idea that. Um, your true self is that divinity within you and it's not your body, it's not your emotions, it's not your mind, it's not this physical world. This physical world is an illusion and this personality that, that you are is an illusion. And of course, yeah, there is, the thing is there is truth in this, right? But the problem with having this approach is that there's this danger that you can create the disconnect between your divine self, your divinity, and the daily reality of who you are actually in this world. That could potentially lead to problems if you follow that approach, because it means that you're not truly embodying yourself, you're not being a complete human. The beautiful thing about Tantra is that Tantra integrates everything about the human being. And the Tantric view of the self is that there's this five layers of self. Uh, in Well, in fact, some texts, some, some Tantra sources talk about a sixth layer. Uh, the sixth layer referring to uh, what's called in Sanskrit vastu or stuff, which is kind of like the external things around you. Um, but for the purposes of this conversation, we're going to talk about this five-layer view of the self. So you can imagine this as a sort of a, a, a circle or concentric circles, right? And the outer circle is the body, in Sanskrit, deha. And this level of, of the self, obviously, it's... <laughs> your body, it's what you're familiar with, the feelings you have. So the thing is, if we identify too much with the body, uh, if we think that we are just the body and nothing more, then that of course can lead to suffering because inevitably your body is going to get old and it's going to stop working, it's going to start having pains and problems and eventually it's going to die. So if you're really identified with the body, then you're going to have lots of problems. <laughs> but I think most of you who are listening to this, um, 
you probably don't fully identify with the body. I'm sure I, you know, <laughs> give you credit. I think you are <laughs> more spiritual than that, let's say. <laughs> so the next layer is, you know, if you, if you imagine the, the concentric rings moving inwards, the next ring, the next la layer is called in Sanskrit chitta, uh, which translates more or less as heart-mind, heart-mind. Now, it's not to be confused with heart meaning love uh, in that sense. It's more like heart as in emotion and mind as in thought. So it's like emotion and thought. And in the tantric view, emotion and thought are connected. They're like two ends of the same spectrum. Thoughts are vibrations with which have more of a linguistic or verbal or logical component to them. Feelings, emotions, they're also vibrations, but they have a greater affective charge with a component of bodily sensations. So you've, you know, you've got this scale between thought and emotion and, you know, you can see that in the way that sometimes we, we verbalize these things. We, we can often say, you know, a thought makes me feel like this da-da-da-da-da. And of course, emotion also overlaps with the body because we feel emotion because of various bodily sensations like adrenaline or our heart rate or our breathing or um, sweating or temperature or whatever. <laughs> so that's how we feel emotions. So, in the tantric path, or in any spiritual path, in order to go deeper into, into our discovering our divinity, going into those deeper layers of ourself, at some point we do need to disengage from the heart-mind, you know, from emotions and thoughts. We need a kind of disidentification with that in order to experience or open our consciousness up to deeper levels of our true self. Now that disengagement, it doesn't mean rejecting, it doesn't mean denying emotions and thoughts. It's still important and necessary to be in our emotions and in our thoughts, maybe sometimes to sit with the feelings, to work with our nature, because ultimately the emotions and thoughts are part of us, and it's useful for us to grow and, and to function in this world, right? But if we are too much identified with that layer of ourself, the heart-mind, emotions and thoughts, we can end up believing stories, right? Patterns about ourself or about the world. And many times these stories are false, uh, often created by our past experiences or our conditioning, traumas and so on like and stuff like that so by disidentifying with the stories that we create based on our emotions and our thoughts we are able to sort of go deeper through the layers of ourself and moving inwards in the circle the next concentric ring the next layer is vital energy or in Sanskrit, prana. And prana is it's related to our, our energy level, how we feel in terms of energy. Uh, that energy could be physical or emotional or mental, but ultimately it's all 
the energy level of prana. And with this layer of ourself, what can sometimes happen is uh, if we if we're suffering from a sort of a low level of energy, we can sometimes get into a bad mood, and we can sometimes make the mistake that this is some kind of deeper emotional crisis, <laughs> when maybe it's just simply a question of our energy level. And it what can happen is that we you know, we get into some kind of bad mood, we, we feel down and we we sort of wallow in that yucky feeling. And sometimes maybe we, we kind of extend that and drag it out through hours or days or even weeks. Sometimes maybe we just need to replenish our energy with food, sleep, exercise, relaxation. And after doing that, we feel better. So that is where we are kind of dwelling in that layer of ourself, which is the vital energy, the prana. And it's good to just remember that if we if we realize that we're in a bad mood and we think it could be related to just because we're tired or we haven't had enough rest or we haven't done enough exercise or something like that, we, we just have to remember not to take that too seriously, right? It's just a bad mood because of our energy level. Just, you know, a little bit of replen replenishing the energy, get some rest, relaxation, and we'll probably be fe feeling much better afterwards. So, continuing inwards in this concentric circle, the next layer of ourself is, in Sanskrit, it's called shunya, and it translates roughly to void, the void. <laughs> It's like, um, and it reminds me of outer space or something. <laughs> and the void is, basically, it's an experience or a level of consciousness of stillness, tranquility. Uh, it's a very beautiful state. It's a very pleasant state to be in. And it's the typical state that you may experience when you're in a deep meditation. You know, that lovely stillness. And when you're in that deep state of meditation, often you kind of lose awareness of your body, right? You lose awareness of thoughts and emotions. Maybe the thoughts and emotions can still be kind of flowing and happening, but they kind of subside into the background and you almost lose awareness of them. And you, you know, you're moving through the, those different layers of yourself, coming into this layer of shunya, the void, where you're just in this stillness. So this can be really beautiful, but it's not the final level. <laughs> and the danger of being too fixated on this level is that we can become disconnected from the day-to-day -day reality of human life. There's that danger that we can feel sort of that that state of stillness is our goal or objective. And when we're in that state, we feel good because we're kind of escaping from the realities of life. Now, of course, uh, it's good to experience that state of that deep state of our, of our being, because it shows to us that we're not just our body, we're not just our emotions and, and our thoughts and so on. But 
there is a deeper state, and that is as we move inner, inwards, in the concentric circles, the the final layer, or the fifth layer, the inner circle in Sanskrit is chit, or the core, it translates as, it's like the core of our being. And at this point, in the core of our being, this is really pure consciousness, is like non-dual consciousness. Non-dual in the sense that there is no I and there is no it. It's almost like saying there is no me and there is no God. <laughs> it's like, it's just consciousness. And in this state, you, you, you typically you feel, you know, real pure blissfulness and joy and, and a deep sense of love, like not an emotional love, but a kind of a, a, a blissful sense of freedom that everything is one and the same and that this level of consciousness is really essentially this is divine consciousness basically this is god <laughs> and you know when you when you kind of when you experience that level of consciousness you realize that that the core of your being that divinity it actually pervades all of the other layers of yourself it pervades the the transcendental void it pervades the vital energy of the pranic level it pervades the heart mind level of your thoughts and your emotions and it pervades the level of your body and it pervades even extending beyond yourself or your body into the external world around you. So when you identify with the, the core of yourself, which we could say in inverted commas is your true self, because that is your essential nature, your divine by nature, but that self encompasses and pervades every other aspect of your being, all levels of your being. So this is the wonderful thing about tantric view, is that you identify with the absolute pure consciousness of your divinity, but at the same time you bring that consciousness into every other level of your being, into your energy level, into your emotions. You bring it into your thoughts. You bring that consciousness into your body. And extending that, you bring that consciousness into the world around you. The things, the objects, the people, the animals, the relationships you have, the activities that you do. You're bringing that divine consciousness into everything. And that's what I love about Tantra. <laughs> it's just so, so nice to integrate everything. And it feels great, you know, because you feel, I don't have to reject the body. I don't have to deny my emotions. I don't have to pretend to have no thoughts. <laughs> that's how I used to think when I was a bit younger, doing my spiritual practice. No, we don't have to reject all that stuff. 
we bring the consciousness of our divine nature into all of those things. And practically speaking, you're, you're kind of bringing love and compassion to all these levels of your being. And it, it doesn't make the problems go away. <laughs> you still have a messy life. You still have arguments with your spouse <laughs> or your children. You still have emotions. But you've got this level of kind of, in the background, you've got this joyful love blissful freedom <laughs> and it's always there in the background even at times maybe you get a bit lost in your emotion or you get a bit lost in some of the problems of life but it's always there in the background because you've been there and tasted it and you've brought that memory with you and it will always stay with you you will never lose that taste once you have experienced the true reality of the core of your being you cannot unexperience it <laughs> it's always going to be with you so as a practical tip uh, you know okay how, how to practice this well one way you can practice this or to apply this is ask yourself this question of all of these layers of my being where do I spend most of my time? Where do I habitually fixate my awareness? You know, am I thinking all the time about my body? Or am I thinking all the time about my mental, emotional self? Or, you know, am I all the time preoccupied with my energy level? Or am I sort of in some disconnected transcendental void? And denying reality <laughs> uh, so how, how do you know the answer to this question well one way is to look at your self-talk what kind of thoughts are you habitually saying to yourself in your head you know if you're maybe preoccupied with your body or identification with your body maybe you're always saying things like you know oh am i fat am i getting old Am I pretty? Am I ugly? Do I look good? You know, if you're, if that's your self-talk, then maybe you're a little bit too fixated in that layer of your being. And in the heart-mind level, the emotion and thought layer of your of your being, maybe you you might be asking yourself or saying things to yourself like, you know, am I smart? Am I being stupid? Am I intelligent enough? Or, you know, a bit more emotional, you might be, you know, am I happy? Am I sad? Am I angry? Am I frustrated? And then you have the pranic layer, the vital energy layer of your of yourself. And maybe that's self-talk such as, you know, oh, I'm so tired, I'm I'm always drained, or even, you know, energized. I'm re I'm really energized, I'm full of life. Uh, and it's good to be energized, but if you're always kind of obsessed about being energized, then perhaps you're a little bit too fixated in that layer of your being. Then you've got the void layer, the, that transcendental void. Maybe your self-talk goes along the lines of uh, you know, things like, the real me 
is beyond this world. Or this world is an illusion, it's not real. The true me is this transcendental feeling. And, you know, maybe if you're repeating these things too much, if that's, if that's your dominant view of the world, perhaps you're a little bit too fixated in that layer of yourself. So, I, now, I just want to point out that I don't think it's, well, personally, I don't think it's bad or wrong to have these kind of thoughts going on in your head. I think all the, we all have these thoughts in, in some moment or another. The question is, are they your habitual way of thinking? Are they your dominant self-talk, right? That's the thing. What, you know, what we should be aiming for is a balance, right? So that you can shift, you know, you can dynamically, fluidly shift between these layers of yourself. So that, you know, in some moments you need to give more attention to your body. Or some moments you need to give more attention to your emotions or your thoughts and feelings. Yes, of course we need to do that. Maybe some, some moments you need to give more attention to your energy level your your food your sleep exercise and yeah but shift shift your consciousness around these layers of yourself don't get fixated in one layer of yourself and remember that y your essential nature is the core of these layers which is your divinity that is your divine consciousness. It's pure consciousness, pure awareness. That's the, the, the present moment consciousness that Eckhart Tolle speaks about. So this practice tip leads me on to uh, today's tantric fun fact, <laughs> which is kind of, yeah, it's an extension of, the, of the, this practice tip. And that is, there is this, this concept in Tantra, which is a, it's the classic Tantric twofold movement. So there's this twofold uh, concept where first you go through this process of transcendence or transcending uh, the layers of yourself, sort of gradually disidentifying with the layers of yourself, moving away from identification with those layers. So gradually, like, moving away from identifying yourself with your body, you know, you realize and you say, oh, I'm not my body. I'm more than that. And with the, with the other layers, you know, I'm not my emotions. I'm not my mind, my thoughts, or your energy levels. I'm not this energy level that makes me have bad moods. <laughs> And, and even with that transcendent void, you know, when you go into meditation and you experience that transcendent void, you even realize, but this is, this is beautiful, this stillness, but I'm not this stillness. There's something else that is me. And so you kind of go through this disidentification process, moving away from the outer layers of yourself until you discover and experience the core of your divine nature, which is pure consciousness. And then you, you know, you, you realize that you are consciousness. And that, you know, that's, 
the thoughts and everything that's passing by is all happening within your consciousness, which is you. So then this twofold movement, it then it changes direction. So you get this reverse movement where with your consciousness, you descend and you, you pervade and permeate into all the layers of your being. And when you, when you visualize this diagram of the concentric circles, you realize that the inner uh, circles, they are not limited to the inner circle. They actually pervade outwards. The outer circles, they cannot pervade inwards. So if you, if you are thinking that you are your body and you're identified with your body, if you're stuck there, you can't pervade to the next layer. <laughs> but conversely, you can. If you, if you identify with the inner circle of pure consciousness, that circle, that level, that layer, permeates the next layer and the next layer and the next layer. It permeates all of the layers. So that's the... the the twofold movement in this tantric process of awakening and realization. First you disidentify, then you kind of, you come back into all the layers of your being, but you come in with a new and different sense of who and what you are. You know that you are the pure consciousness, but you are also your emotions and the mental faculties that you have, they, they are part of you. It's not, the thing is, you are not just your emotions. That's the key. You are not just your mental abilities, but they are part of you. And with this divine consciousness permeating all of the levels of your being, we integrate everything about who we are. That's why in Tantra, there's so much popularity about kind of sexual, erotic, um, sensual things, because people who are practicing Tantra, or at least people who are doing it in the true spirit of Tantra, understand that we can enjoy the body and the senses, and we can experience our emotions and we can have thoughts and still be rooted in a divine consciousness. We bring the consciousness, uh, we, br it's, it's, we bring it as love and compassion and freedom. And we bring those things into our emotions, into our body, into our sensuality and our lovemaking and, and our sexual feelings we imbue those feelings with love, compassion, freedom, joy. And that's, those are the qualities of the core of our being, that divinity, that divine consciousness. So there's no problem for us to identify with the body and the emotions and the mind if and when we have that sort of taste of pure consciousness, that background sensation that at some point we know, and somehow we know that we're pure consciousness. In his book, Tantra Illuminated, Christopher Wallace talks extensively about this, and 
uh, I've got a little quote from him. He says that identifying with the body ceases to be a problem when it is superseded by a deeper and truer identification. So, and that's what he's talking about, how we we can bring that we've tasted pure consciousness, we've tasted our essential divine nature, and now we can bring that joy, love, and compassion into all of our levels of being. And that's how we can enjoy life in a tantric way. That's what the tantric life is about. So... Um, at this point, I wanted to mention, because I realized that in previous episodes, I never I never mentioned uh, how to connect with me. Um, and I had, I've had some really wonderful messages from some of my listeners who have been very determined to get a message to me, even though I never told you how to connect with me. <laughs> so thank you for those of you who have sent me messages. I really appreciate it. I, I love getting, you know, feedback to know that what I'm doing is actually benefiting someone. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to connect with me, uh, there's there's a few ways. You can go to the, my website, which is thetantriclife.com, uh, you know, and just leave a message there. Or Facebook, go to my Facebook page, The Tantric Life, and send me a message there. Or if you want, just send me an email jamie at thetantriclife.com jamie is written j-a-m-i-e at thetantriclife.com so yeah i do love getting messages from you guys i really do love it it's 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 added a whole new dimension to to this project what i'm doing you know i started doing these episodes just because i like talking <laughs> you know i just like listening to the sound of my voice blabbering on about Tantra. Um, but to actually get an interaction with you is another dimension, which it's just so enjoyable. I really love it. So I really appreciate your messages. All right. So to wrap up then today's episode, we're going to do a little bit of chanting practice again, as we always do. And today uh, I'm going to be doing the Saraswati chant with you, or for you. <laughs> and, well, Saraswati is associated with, well, she's she's an aspect of Divine Mother, right? So it's the Divine Feminine. And she's associated with artistic expression, music, creativity, um, but also things like poetry, literature, and wisdom and knowledge and I do I love Saraswati I often when it, before I give a talk or uh, a discourse or anything like that I often just spend a, mo a few moments meditating and praying with Saraswati to bring you know asking her to bring her wisdom to my words to, to let her divine creativity express and flow through me so Saraswati is a beautiful aspect of Divine Mother to relate to if you are um, creating anything, if you are being, if you want to do music, if you want to do writing, or or just teaching, right? So 
We'll start off the chanting, as always, with an invocation to all the principal gods and goddesses within the Hindu tradition. And then after that, I will chant the Saraswati chant uh, three times. And you can just listen to it and follow along with it and just tune into it. If you have an image of her, that's really great to sort of meditate on the image whilst you're listening to the chant. And she's very beautiful. You know, you can. There are lots of very nice images. She she's uh, depicted usually sitting on a lotus flower, holding an instrument, which is not a sitar because a lot of people think it's a sitar. It's actually a veena. So a veena is similar to a sitar. It actually personally, I actually prefer the sound of the veena. The veena is a, has a deeper, more resonant sound than the sitar. Well, I also love the sitar. I love all Indian instruments. <laughs> So anyway, she's playing the veena. Um, she's usually dressed in white. She has a beautiful white necklace. Um, and so, yeah, if you have an image of her, it's very beautiful to kind of meditate on that image of her. All right, so I hope you enjoy the chanting. And thank you very much for listening to today. And I will be back again soon with another episode. Take care. Om 
Yohana Prachodayat Om Tatsat Yeah. 